my brother thought I had a couple of screws loose, you know. And he says, I can't believe you want to run 31 miles. He says, why? I said, one, because I can. This Runs Radio, episode 764, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, this episode of the show is brought to you by the Little Things course, which is free. You you can't do much better than free, uh, especially since I think, I hope that it's good information. You know, I guess you can get some, you can, you can do worse than free if you're getting terrible information for free and then you, and you don't know any better, right? But uh, hopefully the Little Things course is uh, actually useful, actually valuable, actually something that will help you. How will it help you? Well, it'll help you get squared away in terms of your diet and nutrition. Not telling you one way or the other, but giving you some information to allow you to decide whether, you know, you want to be carb heavier, uh, fat heavier, kind of more equally balanced in terms of macros, but just giving you some information in terms of how to, how to, you know, make some improvements in your dietary nutritional standards, um, or maybe kind of learn some things about some other ways of going, going about, you know, taking care of the fueling situation for your running. What else is in the little things course talking all about sleep, how to improve both the quality and the quantity of your sleep, because there's no doubt that rest sleep is important for us as runners it's also important for us as humans. So, you know, your, your life outside of running is also going to benefit by improving the quality and quantity of the sleep that you're getting. What else is talked about in Little Things Course? Cross training, how to make sure you're still improving your health, improving your fitness, but saving some of the pounding, you know, reducing some of the pounding that we go through as runners when we're out there getting our miles in on our feet. And last but not least in the Little Things Course, uh, at least at this at this stage, it might be added to as, as we go. But right now, the last thing that's included in the Little Things Course as well is a section all about self-massage, uh, recovery, uh, foam rolling, those types of things to help you speed up the recovery process, not necessarily from injuries, but from just the, the day-to-day wear and tear of life, of running, of everything in between, and how by addressing some of those things, it'll help you to stay healthy, avoid injuries, keep training, keep running, keep racing, keep moving towards your goals. So if you want to find out anything or some information on all of those things, the place to be is the Little Things course, which you can get to by just going to disruns.com slash little things. Like I said, it's 100% free. There's no upsells. There's nothing in there that uh, is tricky. Uh, it's just all videos and text and, and documents and, and guides and resources and a whole host of things that I think might be helpful to you in all of those areas, any of those areas, whatever you can do uh, or whatever you need, hopefully will be there. And if there's something that's missing, let me know so I can improve the course, maybe add another module to it. I'm uh, going to be working on some other courses here before too much longer, but you know, got, got some other ducks that got to take, uh, get them in a row first, but uh, would love for you to check it out. Uh, and take advantage of it because, like I said, a lot, a lot of it's free and a lot of time and effort went into it. And so hopefully you'll find it useful. But uh, check it out, disruns.com slash little things. And now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. 
Hey guys, uh, today's guest is really, I mean, just an awesome woman and uh, someone that I probably should have invited on the show a long time ago. Uh, but I guess, you know, better, better late than never, right? Uh, she's been a contributing member of the Facebook group for honestly about as long as I can remember. And uh, her posts with her Zero Dark Thirty crew, um, I know are always an inspiration to me and I, I have a feeling they're an inspiration to a lot of other folks in the group as well. So uh, without any further ado, it is uh, an absolute pleasure to be able to welcome Ms. Isla Allen to the show today. Uh, thanks for joining us, Isla. Really uh, appreciate it and looking forward to it. Hey, Danny. So good to be here. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And guys, if you're not... Uh, connected with Isla already. Uh, I, I can't encourage you enough to, to do so. Uh, like I said, just awesome ladies you're about to hear, but uh, Instagram and Twitter, two, two social media accounts, easy to find her because it's the same handle in both places. You know, we always, always love that around here. It makes my life a little bit easier. Uh, at least it gives me one less, uh, you know, handle that I can screw up, I guess, if nothing else, but it's at ultra underscore Isla, ultra U-L-T-R-A underscore I-L-A to connect with Isla on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, and as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes, just like always. Uh, today's episode, disruns.com slash 764. We'll take you back to the show notes for today's episode. We'll have links and photos and all of all of the good things as we usually do. So I like, you know, I mean, like I said, and we talked about before we got started and mentioned in, in the in the uh, intro there, you've, you've been following around and, and paying attention and being an active part of the group for, for a while now. So, you know, there, there's not any any secrets or surprises that are going to come to you, especially with this first question. But uh, I, I've got to ask it. So here we go. What is your favorite distance to race and why? You know, I thought about that. And um, when I first started running about eight years ago, um, I fell in love with the half marathon. And then as I progressed in my running and went ultra, um, the, the 50 miler. 50 miler. And why is that? I like the distance. It's comfortable. It's always a challenge because mm-hmm. I'm always chasing the, 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 the finish. But um, it's, it's a, with the 50K, it's just a little bit more than a marathon. And I found out the 50 miler is much more challenging and I always like a challenge. So it makes me push myself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you, you said in there and, and I've, I feel like I've had this reaction to other folks as well, but you know, that, that the 50 or 50 mile is just kind of, it, it's a challenge, but it's, it's a comfortable challenge. Um, and I, I, you know, I still can't wrap my head around, uh, doing anything much longer than, than 50 K at this point. Although I, I will have to admit that the, the 50 mile itch is sort of starting to, maybe creep in there a little bit, but, uh, I, I can't imagine how the 50 mile would have to be, uh, kind of comfortable. What, what makes it, what makes it a comfortable distance for you? Well, you know, I'm a back of the pack runner and, um, I take my time. Um, you have to learn how to manage your miles very quickly in, mm-hmm. in, in an ultra because you can pay for it at the end where you don't have any gas left, left in the tank. And so with a 50 miler, it gives me time to kind of like settle into my run, uh, settle into the race, um, get my head in the right place and uh, put things on cruise control. And you pick and choose where you need to pump up things to, you know, to start moving a little faster. Mm -hmm. But as we say in the ultra world. When we tell you to go slow, you go slower. <laughs> yes, make sure always make sure there's some gas left in the tank because you got uh, it. Yeah, those those races are uh, are are a challenge for for a lot, and a lot of fun, but uh, certainly certainly a challenge. Um, you mentioned you kind of got started in running eight years ago. What was it that uh, that spurred you to get to get started with the in, into the running world? Uh, it was basically stress related. I was working on my doctorate 
and uh, it just wasn't enough hours in the day. And basically function, functioning on about mm, maybe three, four hours of sleep between full-time work and full-time graduate school and my health. And uh, I just started burning out and I had no way to circumvent that. And so my brother, you know, says, why don't you run, sis? I'm like, run where? <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, <laughs> okay. I, I know. And he says, why don't, why don't you run? And that might help because he was running at the time. So I just took up a uh, couch to 5K program and during the winter in Chicago mm-hmm. and um, started that program and uh, never looked back. I'm always, and I guess, you know, from, from where I sit now, it's easy to, to understand how when you feel like you're busy and, you know, you're working full time, you're school full time, you're, you're stressed and you're burnt out and not sleeping as much, um, you know, as, as a runner, it's easy for me to, to, to see how, hey, making that time, whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, it's going to help you feel more energized. It's going to, it's going to help clear your head, all that, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like in, in that moment that had to be, even for me, before I really kind of got bit by the running bug, like it, it seemed like that was a difficult, you know, like I'm too tired to run. Were there any of those type of struggles for you in those, in those early days? Or was it something that you kind of got into pretty, pretty quickly? Well, at first, you know, it's like one more thing I had to do mm-hmm. when I got home. So before going home, I'd pack my gym bag and leave it in my car and I'd drive to the gym and then I would run on the track, just run circles, circles, mm-hmm. circles, circles. So I got tired, getting kind of loopy. And then after that, <laughs> no pun intended. And then after that, I uh, went to the what I now call the dreadmill. And after about three weeks of that, I said, okay, you know what? Mm, I am so done with this. Mm-hmm. And then when I went outside, even though it was like 15 degrees, uh, it was just a whole, like, wow, I'm the only one out here. And it, that's where I found my, 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 I guess, maybe freedom. Mm-hmm. It was so peaceful and so quiet running on the snow. And from that day forward, I didn't go back indoors. And I start making the time. You know, I was always taught. What's important to you, you'll make time for. Right. And and you start to feel the benefit. You start to to, to feel better and and enjoy it and have that that little peace and, and quiet and a little chilly, but uh, but it gives you a good a good uh, opportunity to have that peace and quiet, I guess, because it is so chilly outside. That yeah, it becomes pretty important pretty quickly, I'd imagine. Yes, it, it was. And uh, since I was like on campus, um, uh, Northwestern University, um, it was. I, I don't want to say. That let people think it was like safe, safe, but it was enough people out there to I felt comfortable uh, running by myself because, you know, it gets dark quick in the wintertime. Right. And uh, I would just, you know, and I, I looked like a rag muffin running because <laughs> I had no idea what to wear. I had uh, sweatpants, tights, um, socks, a uh, hoodie, T-shirt, turtleneck. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised I could even move. And I look back and I laugh, but it got me through the winter. Right. And um, and you learn more, you do better. But uh, it's, it was just a piece for me. And again, running solo. That's why I can run solo because I've always mm-hmm. ran solo. Mm-hmm. When, did, when did you realize that uh, it was more than just, and, and maybe if, I, if I'm stepping out of line here, obviously slap me back into place. But um, if, if I'm kind of putting my own spin on your story there, you know, it's kind of at first it's a stress management type of thing, kind of, of something that, that you're doing to try to help with some other areas of, of, you know, managing stress and energy and all those types of things. When did it become something that you actually, you know, almost enjoyed, enjoyed enough to keep going past the, the couch to 5k point? Was it, was it, was that early as well? Or did that take a little more time? Uh, I, I start, 
you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a researcher by, by nature. And when I decide I like something, I want to quote, find more out about it. I, had, I knew nothing about running. And then that's when I found, oh, this is a whole community out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I found uh, Black Girls Run. And I joined this group and I was just very overwhelmed by so many, you know, women that look like me that are out, actually out here running. And so I joined them. And this is this is when I started learning about races. I'm like, oh, you, you can race. Mm-hmm. What's that? You know, and then uh, my brother suggested that since I was doing this so diligently, I should um, plan for a race because that'll give me something to shoot for and see the fruits of my labor. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I signed up for the Ravenswood uh, 5K, which is a local race here in Chicago. It's every year. And that was that was kind of uh, it at that point. At that point, you you, you got uh, got hooked. Yeah, when I did that race, I'm like, oh man, this this is cool. I get a T-shirt because I'm a T-shirt freak. Okay. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, I get a T-shirt for this? He's like, well, you paid for it. I'm like, I know, but I get a T-shirt. It says <laughs> I, I ran this race, and he just thought it was so funny. And uh, he surprised me, and he ran the race with me, which I did not know he was going to do because he was training as well. Okay, okay. Um, so, so you know, getting into it, enjoying it. When did you start dipping your toes into running a little bit longer? Uh, you know, start. Did, did you kind of pretty regular progression up the up the ladder, or did it take a little while? Uh, just progression because I'm like, okay, I, I can do three. What what else is there to do? Mm-hmm. Three miles. This is like, okay. And then that's when I heard about a 10K. I'm like, well, what's a 10K? So I'm like, oh, 6.2. I think I can do that. And then I start training for that. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's okay. I didn't I don't care for those too much. And then that's when I found out about the half marathon. I'm like, oh, this is a little longer. And that's when I kind of sort of knew I was a distance runner mm-hmm. because I fare better when I go longer than I do in speed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, it's, it's always, um, something that, that I know I struggled with when I was getting into it, the, the idea of, of running farther and pacing yourself. But it sounds like, you know, if you, if you found that, that endurance and, and the longer, longer distance stuff was better for you, was, was pacing for the longer stuff, at least in those early days, an issue at all? Or was that something that, that came pretty natural? You know, I guess it just came natural because I didn't know anything about pacing. I was just quote running. And uh, I had no idea that, you know, most people try to hit this pace, you know, nine minute miles, eight minute miles, whatever minute miles. I I had no information on that. I had no idea. So basically I was running blind or clean, uh, which didn't bother me. And then I started noticing, why everybody going so fast? What's the hurry? (laughs) And and that's when I found out people do this. I got to beat this time. I got to beat that time. And uh, so eventually I ended up buying a, a, a Garmin mm-hmm. because I only bought it just to see if I was making my miles for the turnaround point. I didn't want to run like 13 straight miles and turn around. I had to run 13 back. Right, right. And that's before I knew what a marathon was. OK, so uh, and then I noticed I was getting back. My times were getting, quote, better. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, OK, and I would just run it. I, I didn't realize it was a time to get to the finish line. And and I said, okay, you need to do some more homework. And that's when I start finding out, you know, you have X amount of hours to finish this race and X amount. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I got to speed it up a bit. So, did did you ever get in a in a situation where you got caught up in the like worrying about time as far as for time goals, or has, has 
time goals and running faster? Has that really never been anything that's that's appealed to you? Early on, I got caught up in it because when I belonged to this group, oh, I got to do this half mm-hmm. marathon and 222. I'm like, there's no way in hell I can do that. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not even on the, it's not even a thought process. And I'm like, why? What's the point? Well, you have to push yourself. And you have, where is it written that says that I have to do it at this time? As long as I come in at the finish line, at the time required to finish the race, I get the same medal as you do. And, uh, of course, a lot that didn't sit well with a lot of people because <laughs> they're all time. You know, I've always been the black sheep. You know, everybody goes left. Isla goes right. So and I don't feel I have to conform. I'm running for me. I'm not getting paid to do this. But I'm paying to do this. So it's like, what's what's the point? Now, if it's a goal I've set for myself, that's a different story. But right. you can't tell me I need to run a 225 half. And that's the way it's supposed to be because it's not true. Mm-hmm. So, so many people get hooked up and hyped up on these numbers. And it's like, why, why? Yeah. And that takes, to me, it takes the joy out of running. Yeah. It, it, uh, it and it's something that I've, I wrestle with sometimes in, in, cause I, I, I do have goals that I want to get as far as time, time wise. And obviously Boston something I talk about fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I always try to, to, at least I try to be cognizant of it. I don't know if I always succeed, but I always try to, to make, make the point that, that yeah, if, if, if certain times or, or times in general aren't something that, that matters to you, aren't, aren't important to you, not, not, nothing says you have to do that. You know, you, we all have our own reasons for running and, and uh, the, the, the things that we enjoy about it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that when you were kind of pushed a little bit in that direction you you uh pushed back and said no 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 this is this is not what what i want to do in the sport because especially for for newer runners i think sometimes that's something that is is a slippery slope that's easy to start to to fall down if you're not careful yeah exactly and you know when i do race for time i'm racing for isla's time right so if i did a a half over here on on thursday or sunday i would say okay can i go a little faster can i do not because Joan or Sally or Susan or Sam, right? I'm racing against them. I'm always racing against Isla just to go to get, make myself better for a goal, like you said, for a goal that I set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was how was the first half marathon? You know, it was uh, who was that? That was down here on the lakefront. It it, it was fun. It was cold, mm-hmm. so that made it a little better because. Uh, folks <laughs> of you guys who run in humidity all the time, it can <laughs> it makes it a bit challenging here. Mm-hmm. And um, anything late October going forward, and if we have things in the fifties, that just lets us able to breathe. Right. And uh, it was challenging though because I had set a goal for myself. And well, if you can be doing this, can you make this time? So my goal was to beat the sag wagon. Mm. <laughs> and um i did you know i beat it by a half hour and i was waving i was already having my banana by the time it picked <laughs> up folks okay and uh, again that's for me i don't want to insult anybody mm-hmm. uh everybody has their own pace your own race i mean people were flying by me like they were giving away a million dollars and i saw a friend come on run with me i'm like no you go ahead i'm good <laughs> You know, and I, long as I, and I kept looking back, see if the sidewalk, and I could see it. I'm like, mm, not today, buddy, not today. <laughs> and as uh, long as I beat it. So, yeah, the first half let me know that I, I was shocked because I could actually go mm-hmm. 13.1 miles. Is, is that 
when you started thinking about running longer or did that, did that take a little while to plant the seed of looking at marathons and, and beyond? That took a little while longer because, uh, once I started hearing about, you know, the big thing here is Chicago mm-hmm. and, um, and I belong to my running club. So I started volunteering at the Chicago marathon and that's when I got the bug. I look at my friends. I'm like, let's do the marathon. They're like, are you insane? <laughs> I said, well, if we can train for a half, we can train for the complete marathon. I said, we have a whole year to do it. And um, and it's not just running double. You have to realize anytime you go further than your normal capacity, it's all in your head as well. Because, you know, running is, what, 90% mental? Mm-hmm. That, that is so very true. And uh, But I got suckered into the Chicago Marathon. And uh, it's just fun. It's loud. It's noisy. Working the aid stations, watching the elites come through, and see that was uh, twenty was it twenty thirteen? I did Chicago, the first one, and um, it it was it was good. It's so much fun. I didn't know Chicago put out like that in terms mm-hmm. of a race, and uh, it was really something to see. So yeah. Running, running a race that size or even just shoot volunteering or spectating at it um, is, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I've, I've, again, said a few times that, that the real big races where it's that crowded, not exactly my, my thing. Um, and maybe fast forward in a little bit in the story here now, but, you know, being more of, a, of an ultra runner um, out on the trails where, you know, you're not, not very often in those type of races are there, whatever, 30,000 people uh, participating in it. Um, what? you know, having, having a, an experience in, in the Chicago marathon, was it, was it, um, with that many people, was it, was it overwhelming? I mean, you said it was fun. So it sounded like it was a good experience, but, but what was it like racing with running with that many people? It, it was fun, but I said, Oh my God, 45,000 people to run. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? It is very overwhelming. It, I mean, when I'm just used to running with friends or by myself, or even if you do, one of the local half marathons here, it is not as big as Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was just not ready for all the people. It was just massive people. And I'm not a crowd person. Right. Um, I mean, you had the spectators over here. Then you had the runners. And it was just, it took a lot to for me to adjust. Because, um, you know, you, you have 900 corrals <laughs> that they <laughs> right, put you in. Right. Okay. And, um and it's just elbow to elbow and people, a lot of them don't have running etiquette, you know, mm-hmm. and then you, you have people who run eight across, you know, it's like, guys, you know, get over to the left or get over to the right. And uh, it was very overwhelming until it starts thinning out. How long does and it take it a start- race like that to thin out, though? Well, since I'm a back of the packer, it doesn't take long. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> because everybody's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like, oh, I have elbow room now. I, I can move. Right. Well, and, and for somebody, you know, as, as we've already established that, that you, you know, you run for you and you have your goals and, and you kind of are going to do what you need to do. Um, I got a feeling that at least for, for me, when I'm in that situation, I know that I like to have that little bit of space because it allows it. It's, it's easier to be able to do your your thing and run your race as opposed to when it's when it's elbow to elbow, you're almost kind of getting pushed along, carried along with, with the crowd and you can end up going faster than you, than you know, you should be going, but there's nothing really you can do about it. The only advice I got from a good friend, he told me, he says, don't get caught up in the hype. Mm -hmm. He says, when that gun goes off for you to go, do not take off. 
He said, take your time, just like you're running at home. He said, because if you go out too fast, you'll pay for it at the end. Yeah, it's 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 great advice. I think that's something that uh, that I'm I'm quick to give these days, and I, I've learned that lesson the hard way though in in the early days of of just getting too excited, man. It's it's that that beginning of a big race um, with all the people and you know, music and this that and the other. Ooh, it's it's easy to get caught up, but yeah, that's that's great advice if you can actually follow it. And that's always the tricky part. Definitely, definitely, and I've learned. You know, sometimes I get uh, I used to get a little excited. Oh, I got this. I'm like mm-hmm. uh you need to slow your high knee down, slow down, <laughs> slow down. Yep. And everybody's passing me. And then next thing you know, you're passing them because mm-hmm. they didn't slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I, you bring that up and, and this maybe makes me, makes me sound like a bad person. I hope it doesn't, but I know I always feel, I feel, feel good when I'm passing people later in the race that passed me earlier, not for their struggles, but for me executing the plan and, and running smart and sticking to, uh, hopefully the, the, you know, the, the, the prescription of starting slow and, and getting stronger as the race goes. Do you have that feeling too, or is it just kind of like, just, just part of the process for you? To me, it's just part of the process. Cause I mean, you know, I don't ever want to, I don't want to say snub somebody, but mm-hmm. you know, relish in somebody else is like, uh-huh, you, you pass me up and I'll look at you right. because it could happen to me down oh, the road. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you never know what happens. Um, uh, in Murphy's law, what can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong. Right. Okay. And you add a little cockiness to it. It's like, Oh, a slap in the face. Maybe you shouldn't have done that back there. So, mm-hmm. uh, I just stay focused on Isla uh, if I see somebody on the sidelines and it look like, look like they're dying, I ask, you know, are you okay? Right. Do you need any help? Because that's just the way I am. I wouldn't want somebody to pass me up if I'm really, right. if my head's not in the right space. You know, one guy, I do remember distinctly in about the second half marathon I did, he was like hanging on for dear life. I mean, barely one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. He says, I just quit. I'm like, oh, come on. You can't do that. I'm too slow. I'm too tired. I said, well, I'm just as slow and I'm tired. So let's do this together. Can you make it to the tree? Mm -hmm. And I said, can you make it to that post? You know, and we I kept playing that game because that's how I do it for myself. And I looked up. I said, look, we're at the finish line. Come on. We got to run in. I said, I don't walk across the finish line mm. I don't have it I said yes you do and I, I dragged this behind across <laughs> that finish line and he was just like ecstatic you right. know right. but uh so yeah again I run my race my pace yeah I'm not gonna get caught up in that drama oh yes that's that's uh always like I said always the goal and it's something I think that, that for me at least I've gotten better with with experience of, of not getting um too high too low too caught up in in this that or the other but just just do what I've got to do and, and trust that it's going to work out. Um, when did you kind of start getting the, the, the ultra bug? When, when did you decide to, to dip your waters in, in the beyond 26.2 mile territory? Once I did uh, Chicago, the last one, uh, 2017, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of this scene. Um, I don't care for the crowds. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, uh, I was looking for something different. And I happened to be reading an article in Runner's World about a gentleman who was in a major car accident who was like a, a two-something marathon. I'm like, oh, two-something? That's not even my halftime. And uh, and he thought he could never run again. So when he started running, he couldn't make the times that he did post, uh, you know, his accident. Mm-hmm. 
And so his friend told him, you know, why don't you come on over to the ultra side? The community is different. Uh-huh. Ultra? What? What? What's an ultra? <laughs> and then I looked it up like I do. That's the researcher in me. I'm like, really? My feet go that far? This is not a car race? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. And a 50K. I said, well, what is a 50K? So I start adding up 10K. So I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Let me just Google a 50K. And it said 31 miles. I'm like, really? On my feet? (laughs) And uh, I start doing more research and more research. I'm like, well, if you did a marathon, could I train to do a little further? And that's when it starts saying the mindset is different. It's a Mm -hmm. different type of community. And it is. And we have a race here in the city. It's called the Chicago 50-50. And uh, it's a 50 miler and a 50 uh, 50k. They go on simultaneously uh, in April. Excuse me, in October. And in April, there is the 50k, which is by itself. So I decided I wanted to sign up for the 50k, and I I text my girlfriend in uh, Missouri, and I told her. She says, "Only you will want to do something like this." <laughs> But if you're crazy enough to do it, she says, hell, I'll join you. So we trained together virtually. Mm-hmm. And then she flew in from Missouri to do the race with me. And that was in 2016. And my family came out to support me. You do um, loops down here. Okay. And uh, it took me forever and a day. But I finished. Mm-hmm. And I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I did that, and I, my brother thought I had a couple of screws loose. You know? <laughs> and he says, I can't believe you want to run 31 miles. He says, why? I said, one, because I can. Right. He says, well, if you're crazy enough to do it, I'm, I'm going to support you. So my sister drove in. My brother was there and some other friends. A couple of my friends jumped in and paced me the last loop, which are 10 miles. Of mm-hmm. the, it's a five-mile loop. You do it, see, two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah. And uh, they have two aid stations, but I'm putting myself supported. So I, I carry my own stuff. And um, I finished that race and I was in tears because at first I couldn't believe I had actually gone that far. And and um, I just, just like the camaraderie. Uh, road racers are different from ultras. Mm-hmm. Two different distinct communities. I'm not against road. I prefer ultra community. It's a whole different set of people. The mindset is different. Um, We're all about the endurance. We're all about finishing. Unless you're one of the elites. Right. You know, know, Scott Jurek, Killian Jarnage, Jim Wamsley, you know, but they're getting paid to do that. It's their their job. Exactly. Exactly. It's their job. This is not my job. So, so yeah, that's when I crossed over. And then I start looking at, I didn't, I'm like 50 miles. What? What is this? (laughs) And I start wow so that's when i asked maybe i should do a 50 miler so i um got one one helped me to train me for this and uh i couldn't believe i was doing a 50 miler so that was in 2017 uh, i did my first 50 miler and that was just to say i had in my butt hand it to me okay mm. <laughs> but um it was it that was the hardest thing i have ever done in my life was the 50 miler the first one 
what was i mean you can't team me up like that and not expect me oh, to to dig a little so, deeper so what was what was so difficult about that one besides the fact that it's 50 miles cuz let's not gloss over that that's 19 miles okay. farther that's that's difficult in and of itself <laughs> but was that the big, ma- major struggle or was there something else about that race well this took place in uh Pekin Illinois and this is Potawatomi okay. and it's one of the hardest courses here and it's at about 7400 feet elevation which i didn't know and there are 10 loops you have to do with two creek crossings, which makes 10 times. Mm-hmm. And it was in April and it was at seven degrees. Oof. And uh, we ran straight through the night. So I started on uh, Friday at 630 in the morning and I didn't finish until Saturday, 830 at night Oof. on my feet up and down the mountain in the dark, okay? Mm. Um, I bonked because my nutrition froze on me. I use liquid nutrition. Mm. It froze on me, and I didn't have enough food. Um, Those who don't know, I'm type 2 diabetic, so, you know, nutrition is very um, important. Um, My blood sugar levels had dropped severely, and uh, that was a hot mess. That was around mile 30, I think. And... um, but I pulled it all together. We kept going. And um, I, I have a fear of heights in terms of um, running them. I can be in a plane all day. That <laughs> doesn't bother me. I'm in a plane. But when you're going up on a trail, single track, uh, hairpin turns, uh, uh, switchbacks, excuse mm-hmm. me, that's what it's called, switchbacks, and and and. You go to your right and it's a cliff. Right. And on your left it's a cliff. And you got roots and and rocks in. Uh if you can the steep is so high that you can be, you take one step forward to slide ten steps back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get into a panic zone and uh is and I'm still struggling with that a, as we speak, but I'm I'm getting a little better. And I keep doing it so I can get better. Mm-hmm. And um during that race, you know, at night, people talk about hallucinating. I'm like, ah, what are you going to hallucinate, man? You're just running. Ah, no. Mm-hmm. You hallucinate, okay? You, you, my feet were moving, but my mind wasn't there. Uh, you see things that aren't there. I thought I saw money. I thought I saw people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw a snake, and I am bug and snakeophobic, okay? <laughs> and it was really uh, a, a long tree branch with moss on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to say, that's a snake, that's a snake. <laughs> and I'm trying to be quiet. I'm like, that's a snake. And they're like, keep moving. I'm like, no, it's a snake. <laughs> Just keep moving. And the, the people who were with me were saying, well, you know, if it doesn't bother you, if you don't bother it, it won't bother you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just kept going, find out it wasn't a snake. It was a right. branch with moss on it, okay? But, you know, when you're delirious at three something in the morning, and <laughs> you don't sit there and try to reason with a branch, you know, <laughs> right, you, you right. keep moving. But yeah, that race was very challenging. But the most beautiful part of it is when we hit the daylight and you can see the sun come up. Where I mean, you cannot see your hand in front of your face. Mm-hmm. You only see where your headlight, your headlamp is mm-hmm. beaming down. And uh, when I, you know, finished that loop, uh, my goal was to... Um, to beat the cutoff. And since there was a hundred, 200 miler going on, oh, wow. anything under that you have all the time, mm-hmm. 
you know, so you got to, you know, be back by Sunday, 3 p.m. If I'm not back from a 50 mile by then on Friday, <laughs> so, something's wrong. Yeah, something's okay. really wrong. Of course. Something's really wrong. And um, again, you have to get out of your head when you're doing those distances, because there were times I'm like, you know, I am so done with this. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm going to stop at the next loop. Then you get to the next loop, you you hydrate, you eat some food and you're like, OK, let's go out for the next loop. <laughs> And uh, because you get that, uh, the community is waiting for you to come in. When they see you come in to home base, which is the start finish, people are whooping, they're yelling and screaming, they're calling out your name. uh, Because everybody knows basically everybody. It was my first, so everybody knew it was my first Mm -hmm. 50 miler. Come on, two loops to go. You got it. Put that smile on your face. And. uh, you sometimes you have to dig deep because, you know, the soul can be willing, but the mind is like, you know what? I'm so done with you. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had to battle that. But when I came in with that last loop, I'm like, OK, you got 10 miles to go. Ten. Mm-hmm. This is what you work for. This is what you trained for. And when I made that last trek up that hill, which is called Big Bertha, that's what we call it. <laughs> and. uh I got to the top, and that's the like one of the awful parts of the race. You know, I'm not a climber. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to put my feet. I don't know how to sc- scramble up a hill where my feet you're vertical almost. Right. right. And uh, I, you know, I, I didn't play in trees as a kid. I grew up in the city. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the outdoors is. I didn't learn outdoors, so I start running ultras. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got to the top of that hill for the last time. I was almost in tears because I'm like, I did this five friggin' times. Right. And then, you know, you have to uh, go down the other side. And finally, we came in in the night. Uh, I didn't realize we were at the finish line because you really can't tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made it through. And people were like, who's coming through? And we shouted out our names. All of a sudden, the tent lights came on. Uh, flashlights were flickering and everything. It was just like, wow, I felt like I had won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk about a difference in the communities between the, the road community and, and that. And, and again, not, not, not casting any shade on, on the road runners because I'm, I'm, I'm one of them, more, more so than probably the, the ultra runners still at this point. But, but yeah, you don't, you don't see that kind of thing happen at, at the end of a road race where you know, there's, there's a handful of people that stick around, but it's not, it's not quite like that. Uh, at the end of a, a big ultra where, you know, people just keep hanging out until everybody gets yeah, across. Yeah, we wait. We wait. We finish. I mean, we wait till everybody's done because uh, a friend of mine was finishing the 200 miler and he also got a buckle for a thousand wow. miles. OK, uh, for this race, he did them all consecutive. Mm-hmm. And um, so this was on Sunday. Now, I can barely walk. Okay. Right. <laughs> and uh, but we all shower, we get dressed, we have breakfast and we go back and we wait for him to come in. Mm-hmm. You would have never known that anybody had left. Right. Because all the tents are still out. We are still out here. We're all waiting. People will come and get you if they if they were where we're so and so. OK, let me go back. They'll do a reverse run. Let me go get them. Yep. Let me help them. Yeah. You know, and and then this is after they've done their shower, you know. They, they do a reverse and they'll come back and like, okay, come on, you got this. Right. They'll drag you in. There is no quitting. They won't let you quit. Right, right, right. Unless you're injured. Right, so, I mean, of course. I mean, within reason, of you course. know, of I have to clarify that. So people know, yeah, I can't quit. <laughs> I mean, and if you really push it and you want to, 
people don't want to back off, but you right. know what I mean. If they see it's just a mental thing mm-hmm. and, you know, you only have X to go, you know, they they try to pull pull it through. And and people that have been running ultras for for very long also know that you're going to have some ups and downs and and you know sometimes when you're in that that down portion in that in that valley um, whether it's because it's the middle of the night and you're cold and you're hungry and your and your nutrition is frozen or you know whatever it is because it's hot and it's humid and you just you like oh you're just trying to cool down a little bit um, you know if you just kind of keep putting one foot in front of the other even if it's slow you start to climb out of that valley and then all of a sudden the mind starts to come back around and. and you're, you're glad you didn't quit. You're glad you had somebody that, that helped you kind of keep, keep going when you kind of wanted to back out because it comes back and all of a sudden like, all right, well now let's, let's go again. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, getting, getting kind of away from the, the running timeline just a, a little bit, obviously we'll keep it as part of the, the conversation here, but, um, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you started running about, about eight years ago. Um, and, and, I, I think if, if you want me to clip this out, I can, but I think it's pub- public knowledge enough because you posted it in the Facebook group that you just had a birthday not too long ago, turned 62. Um, so, you know, we can, we can do that, that math and figure out that, you know, kind of got started uh, in, 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 the, 54. In, in 54, exactly. In, in the mid fifties there um, was, was that, uh, you know, get, getting started at that, at that time of your life, obviously, you know, you had things going on, you're busy. It was, it was a, a good thing to do. Um, but, but, you know, what are, I don't know if, if, if challenge is the right way of asking it, but what are, what are some of the, um, I don't know, things that, and maybe it's all speculation, which makes it really a tough question to ask and, and really answer, but we'll dive into it and see what happens. You know, getting started when you did with, with where you were at your life, the life perspe- perspective that you have at 54 that you don't have when you're 24 or when you're 16 or when you're 30 or whatever. Um, do you think it was, it was uh, you know, what, what, what I guess maybe... Again, terrible way to ask a question because I'm trying to put it all together at the same time. But, you know, how might running have been different for you, do you think? Can you even possibly speculate had you gotten started 20 years earlier than, than when you did? You know, that's a good question, Jenny, because um, I never really cared about exercise. Exercise, what, what, what is that? I just, when I was younger, I just went about my daily life, you know. Uh, I'm pretty much a creature of habit. But, uh, I mean, in the high school and stuff, I... Uh, you know, you have to go to gym mm-hmm. and all of that. But once I left high school and went to college the first time, um, I just, you know, walk into the store or walk into the car. That was exercising me. I never put it in the terms of something that one should do, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. to do extra. Right. And as I got older, uh, like I'm a, I'm a diehard summer, uh, a diehard Olympic person. I look at those people, how they train. I'm like, but though, that was those people, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an Olympian. Those are those people. And, you know, if they profile somebody, how they eat this and how they train for this, I'm like, well, you know, that's what they do. And I never saw myself a person to train for anything. And then as I start getting older, and especially when I became a type 2 diabetic, uh, that kind of uh, knocked on the door to make me wake up a bit. And uh, when I was diagnosed as type 2 diabetic, I was also in the um, the midst of my doctorate program. So all that stress made my diabetes just sore. I mean, it was just awful. And I couldn't get it under control. And then my doctor told me, she says, you, you can control this with diet and exercise. And uh, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> 
And uh, I didn't want to listen, and I rebelled. I mean, I took the medication, but I still didn't move the body. Mm-hmm. And then when my blood pressure soared, and she threatened me with putting me into the hospital because uh, my blood pressure was like 160 over 90-something, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. And uh, I know folks are probably rolling over <laughs> once they hear this. but I, And I'm not ashamed, and I say this. Because I want people to understand you have control. Mm-hmm. And I, I still couldn't get the weight down uh, because I wasn't eating properly three nights. You know, you're sitting there getting three and four hours of sleep. It was right. a cup of tea and okay, in, in, in my MacBook because I'm writing my dissertation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she says, You're on this, you're on this treadmill. And she said, the treadmill's gonna land you right in the hospital. And finally, that's when I started running and the, the weight started coming down. The diabetes kind of regulated, but then I had to manage that with working out. Mm-hmm. See, it doesn't just write itself. And um, so I don't know if I would have had the discipline in my younger years as I do now. It, you know, working where well, I am in the best health of my life at 62 mm-hmm. than I've ever been. That's ever been. That's fantastic. And I just want people to know it's never too late. Now, I'm not saying you have to go the route that I went. You know, but, but I have friends who are younger than me. Oh, I don't have time. Yes, you do. Oh, I have kids. I know. Mm-hmm. I have too many friends that, you know, 20 years my junior will have two and three kids and they still run. They still work out and they have energy because they want to be there when their kids mm-hmm. <laughs> get their age. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all, you know, what's important to you. But my my diabetes has has righted itself more or less. Uh, my blood pressure is now 123 over 74. There you go. And uh, I've lost 45 pounds, you know, throughout the realm. And uh, and I'm not even about the, the, the scale. I'm all about how mm-hmm. I feel and how my clothes fit. Uh, you know, women have that body image issue in plus what society puts on mm-hmm. that. But, uh, you know, I am my own person, so I look good to me. And as long as I am, quote, healthy, whatever that is mm-hmm. for me, uh, I have adopted the vegan lifestyle. So, yes, I am a vegan runner as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the first thing they ask, how do you get your protein? I just want to slap somebody every time <laughs> they want to ask me that question. And you have to look at the primates who, who you know, they don't eat meat. The, right. the gorillas and the elephants and the giraffes, you know. And they're kind of big, you know, mm-hmm. little old me over here. And um, But I do what works for me. And it's a lifestyle. It's not a fad. Mm-hmm. It, it, I didn't do it to... Uh, that, okay, I'm I'm good now. I can stop. No, I've been vegan for two years as of June, this past June. And um, the inflammation, I have none. Mm-hmm. The uh, My diabetes, the high end is 6.5. I'm at 6.0 now, okay? There you go. My medication has been cut in half. I was on 1,000 milligrams. I'm on 500 milligrams mm-hmm. now. So it's working. Right. And my goal is to get off all medication. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm headed towards that. You, know, you have to do it gradually because you don't of want course. your body to go to spin out because you stop taking the drugs, mm-hmm. you know. But it's uh, my doctor says I am well on the way to do that. So all of that said is don't let your age get in the way of doing something you need to do. We all need to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Running was my outlet. Running is 
Uh, first, I was doing it for health, for stress, and now it's my passion. Right. It's, it, I run like I get up in the morning and go to work. In fact, if I don't run, you really don't want to talk to Isla. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know a guy. You're, you're talking a to a guy that's that's just like that as well. If, it, if it's a, if it's a run day and I don't get out there, well, that's 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 not going to be a good day that's, for anybody. That's not good. No, that's not going to be a good day. No, you no. know, unless it's raining or you know or something that I can't control, and still I'm kind of antsy. You know, mm. like okay, I guess it's thunder and lightning. You can't go out there, idiot. And um, but it's yeah, but just like. Like now, it's, it was 61 when I left the house this morning to come to work. I'm like, man, I could be running. But today's not a run day, mm-hmm. okay? Today's not a run day. And you need to know how to don't get spazzed out with this. You know, I have people who run every day. Well, right. that's good. Streaking, I think that's what you call it. Mm-hmm. But my my body won't tolerate that. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't run every day. I have plantar fasciitis and Achilles bursitis in my right foot. So, No. Yep. Yep. Well, and it's, it's again, it kind of goes back. I, I think, you know, almost kind of a theme of the episode is you got to You got to do what you got to do. And for some people, if they if they enjoy the streaking, if that's what brings them joy and, and keeps them going, then by all means. And if if you're kind of like uh, like you and, and like myself, I'm, I'm not a big streak fan either. I need to I, for me, I think it's a mental. I just kind of need a mental day to just not worry about it. it mm-hmm. becomes, otherwise, it becomes a, jo- a, a chore. A chore. Um, you yeah, know, that's that's fine too. Um, but but uh, kind of as, as we're getting to, to the point of wrapping up here, I can't not talk about the the zero dark thirty, the the post that you you always are posting in the <laughs> in the group, um, showing showing off or, or uh, uh, showing what you you know the, you did it. It's it's a, it's a probably a part of, a bit of an accountability thing. Um, but I know it's it's something that motivates me. And and, and you mentioned that, that you know sometimes the, you know the weather conspires against you and you can't get out there. Um, I've seen some posts that show that it, it takes some pretty extreme weather to conspire against you to keep you from getting out there and, and getting after it. But um, you know the, the the consistency, the 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 group that you have. You know sometimes it's a small group, sometimes it's a pretty big group. Um, but but you know bringing that that group together and getting out there on a regular basis. You know in Chicago year round, whether it's you know there's I remember photos I could go back in the archives with the icicles on the on the eyelashes, and then you know some days when it's like you know, 90 degrees, it's every bit as hot and humid there as it is, as it is down here in Florida. It, it doesn't matter. Isla and the crew, they're out there. Here's the post, you know, it, it happens. Um, where did that, that passion for consistency and just, and just making it happen? I mean, where did, has that always been a, just a trait of yours in general that now you're applying to running or, or when did, you know, how did that come about? Well, I've all, you know, I'm always a pretty much of a consistent person. And when I put my mind to do something, I just followed through. Mm. And um, my group, Evanston Running Club, um, I had to give kudos to Kate. She's the run leader, and she's been leading this group for about eight years now at 530 mm. in the morning, Tuesdays and Thursday. It, it came about for those people who can only get running in before work. Right. So I joined the group because um, I didn't like, I don't want to run by myself that time of morning, mm-hmm. especially in the wintertime, it's dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then since I am a back-of-the-pack person, she always runs with me, so I have company because she runs much faster than I do. But she always comes back and she runs with me to make sure that, you know, that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I started uh, – no, nobody was taking pictures. And I'm like – I said, we need to post this. We need to let people see us. And they're like, oh, okay. So I'm, <laughs> I was – delegated as the picture person, the photographer. And as you know, I like to write. And um, 
now it's like it's I feel like it's a cult thing because I don't post people like are you sick where right. are you what's going on <laughs> and what's going on and I just chuckle I really really honestly I didn't have any idea that people were paying that much attention to it I was just posting to let people know look, get up get out get some mm-hmm. you know if we can get up at five you know really 4 30 because I get up at 4 30 quarter to five right to, to get ready and we we leave at 5 30 on the dot you will get left <laughs> do if not you be are late. not there yes, do not ma'am. be late and we just uh she keeps it going and Kate, she's also a weather guru, so she will send us a text or email out. My lightning is 20 minutes away, so we're calling off the run for safety purposes, mm-hmm. you know, like that. But it's very other than lightning we, we or sub, sub-zero weather, what right. is not safe, we run. And uh, if that's just, you know, it's part of my nature, you know, part of my blood. I don't know anything else. That's just how I am. And, but it also comes, it helps with my training because now, you know, with me training for the hundred, um, you have to be consistent. You have Mm -hmm. to go out. There's days I do not want to go out there. I'm not going to lie when it's already 80 degrees in the morning at five (laughs) o'clock. And I'm like, I have 24 on the books to do. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, all right, let's do this. But, uh, you know, it'll come back to bite you if you don't. So, yeah, that's that is very true. And then you know the other thing is is easy easy to say, sometimes hard to live. But you know you get the the, the training in the heat, it does pay off when the weather finally does cool down. So it's yes, you, you got to keep it does got to keep getting after it. Um, as as we're getting to that to that point to to wrap up the old the old philosophical question, maybe we'll stick on the uh, the um, kind of consistency and the zero dark thirty train here, since since this is where we, we are right now. But um, just curious, and, and this really kind of flies off the script of the, the typical type of philosophical questions I, I ask, but um, if you kind of think back, and, and maybe this is you know one of those almost impossible questions to answer, but um, what's what's the time you know with the morning group with the, with the group run um, where you know kind of looking back on it, you go, gosh, that was just miserable. Whether it was miserable hot, miserable cold, miserable rain and cold, whatever whatever it was, um, what's maybe one of the worst kind of conditions that uh that you've run in that that you know but it was it was run day i got to keep this consistency train going um what, what was one of the kind of worst weather condition runs that you've uh you've done in the name of consistency uh there there's two one in the winter and one in the in the summer um we got up to go on uh, one of the old dock 30s and it was uh a monsoon mm. but there was no thunder and there is no lightning. So what do you do? You run, baby. You run, baby. <laughs> I put those clothes, because I, I looked out the window, it didn't look like it was raining. I got ready to go outside. I'm like, oh, my God. I couldn't even see my car. I'm like, this is insane. I just rolled my eyes. I went back into the house. I grabbed my rain jacket. I grabbed a baseball cap, because that helps so the water doesn't mm-hmm. get into my eyes. And um, there were only like three of us out there. Three of us. We all looked at each other. Let's go. Forget the picture. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. But we took the picture at the end because it wasn't raining as bad, but we were soaked to the core. Yeah. We were soaked to the core. And then in the wintertime, um, we, we had a snow. It snowed overnight. And I think it was like, you know, 10 degrees. And <laughs> like I'm like, are we running in this today? <laughs> and the email, you know, you you don't want to say it too loud so the universe doesn't hear. Mm-hmm. And um, the email came out. It's just snow, guys. 
<laughs> Get your yak tracks out. <laughs> Let's I'm go. Like, darn, darn, darn. So that, you know, the night before, I could always lay my clothes out. Mm-hmm. And I put, you know, I had my tights, my gloves, my hat, uh, put the yak tracks on. They were already on my running shoes. And because uh, it was icy as well. Mm-hmm. And we ended up running in the streets. And I'm like, I can't believe we are out here. And it was it was cold. I mean, you, your breath was freezing in the air. Yeah. And and we got out and we we laughed about it. You know, like we were and it was only like maybe it was 10 of us at this time. And we're like, we are insane. Yeah, I know. We're all insane. And we do it. And that's what I tell people, you know, I know I don't want to uh, keep going on on this, but you have to know how to adjust to the weather, especially mm-hmm. living here. Yeah. Because one day it can be 70 and I'm swear the next day it can be 42. Mm-hmm. And uh, same way with the weather. It can be clean sidewalk and get up in the morning. We have six inches. Right. So, um. Uh, like I said, within reason, we run. Yeah, yeah. Or, or what's the alternative? Run inside, and that's that's nobody's idea right. of a good time. And at that's least, not going to At least not your eye. Yeah, some people not like it, but not not us. Not us. Oh goodness. Well, thank you, uh, Isla, for uh, for finally, like I said, for for finally me reaching out to you, and, and we're able to make this happen. Um, but yeah, you know, rain, snow, sleet, you know, kind of like the post office. Although I guess the post office they still deliver when it's when it's lightning out. But other otherwise, you know, we we just kind of keep keep getting after it. And uh, like I said in the in the intro and, and send there kind of towards the the end there, I, I know that that seeing those posts inspire me. I know it inspires others to to you know help us on the days that we're kind of feeling like, gosh, I don't, I don't oh well, Isla, Isla got it in yesterday, so I guess I guess we better get it done today. Um, <laughs> so so thank you for that, um, and and certainly. Uh, thank you for the time today and wish you nothing but uh, the best going forward. Once again, guys, Ultra underscore Isla. That's I-L-A is, is spelling of Isla there. Ultra underscore Isla on Instagram and Twitter. Follow along. See some of those Zero Dark 30 posts. Come join us in the Facebook group. You can see them there as well. Um, but but Isla, thank you for, for taking the time today. Certainly wish you all the best going forward. Can't wait to to hear about the uh, the 100 when that happens because um, it will happen. No no doubts in my mind. Um, but certainly wish you nothing but the best and, and uh, thank you for, for all you bring to, to the group that, uh, that I somehow put together. But uh, appreciate your time and wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much. You've been a great friend for the years and I just truly enjoy you know being in your space. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Isla and myself. And as always, we'd be curious to know, what stood out to you from today's episode? What was something that we talked about today that uh, really kind of sank in, struck a nerve? Uh, you had to go back and listen to it again because you wanted to, to make sure that you heard it right the first time. What was that thing from today's episode? For me, it uh, kind of comes back to something that was, was a fairly uh, regular theme throughout Isla's story. Uh, and it's the idea of, of her doing what she needed to do, running, running her own race. Um, and, and I think that sometimes, you know, I think we all kind of have heard that advice before you got to, you got to run your own race. you got to do what you need to do. And I think that, that sometimes that can, that can kind of sound like it's something that's, that's maybe a little bit selfish. Um, and, and that's not the case as, as Isla talked about when she helped the, the gentleman in the one race get to the finish line, when he was struggling, she was still running her race, but she was still there to help somebody else. And, and I think that, that it's kind of one of those important distinctions that it's easy to get, at least it is easy for me to get, that either either I'm running my race and it's my race and I, nothing else, nobody else matters, or you know I'm running this with other people and, and you know it's not about me today. And actually, it can be both. It can be both of those if we, if we let it, if we let it, if we, if we make sure that we're doing what we need to do 
but also being aware of others and what other people's needs are. And if we're able to help, if we're able to motivate, encourage, inspire, why, why wouldn't we do that? Why, why can't we do that? Why can't we do both? So, you know, I, I think that, um, I, I mean, I illustrated it perfectly. So maybe I can have a short takeaway today because I don't have to go into it too much, but you know, don't worry about, you know, as long as you're doing what you need to do to finish by the time that the race says you need to be finished. That's all, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. You run your race. You do what you need to do. You take care of your day. But then while you're at it, don't be afraid to, to be a friend, to help out, to be a, a member of this beautiful community that we have of, of runners and, a, a, you know, a positive member, a helpful member, a supportive member of this community. I think that, uh, like I said, too often I get into the either or, and it's definitely both and. I'm going to run my race but I'm also going to be there to help out other people as well at the same time, at the same time, beautiful ideas, beautiful illustration. Um, and definitely something that stuck with me during the course of the conversation and then listening back to it today. So that's what it stood out to me. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. I'm at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes today, photos, links, the whole nine yards, Dizruns.com slash 764. We'll get you there today. Uh, also, don't forget to check out the Little Things course if you haven't done so already. Dizruns.com slash little things. Get, uh, get in there. Get signed up. Hopefully learn a few things. And, and again, my, my intention isn't to try to, to force you to do one thing or another to go into you know, my dietary style or some of the things that I do from a recovery standpoint or cross training or whatever. It's just to try to inform you and allow you to make the decision that, that you think is going to work best for you. And the beautiful thing about all of the little things is that, you know, trial, error, adjust, adapt. Um, as long as you keep working at it, you're going to, you're going to see the benefits from it. Okay. On, on all fronts. So check it out. If you want more information, disruns.com slash little things. Like I said, it's free. So, you know, if you get in there, you decide you don't like it. Hey, it costs you a few minutes of your time and that's about it. So a uh, small price to pay to hopefully be something that is very, very valuable to you. Cause that's, you know, I mean, if I went through the time to, to create it, certainly want it to be valuable, but, uh, that is just about it for today. Um, once again, guys, thank you for, for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks for telling others, spreading the word, joining join the Facebook group, just all, the, all of the different ways that you um, help, keep, help keep me going, help keep the show going, help keep the show growing. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you for all that you've done. Um, I will have a Diz Days of Summer update soon, but uh, spoiler alert, preparing this before the Diz Days of Summer has officially wrapped up. So uh, I don't want don't to give you faulty information yet, but just trying to work ahead a little bit. But as soon as that wraps itself up, which as you're listening to this, it already has wrapped itself up. Um, but as soon as I'm doing, an, doing one of these, uh, you know, preparing something, uh, I'll get you that information uh, probably in the Q&A episode, which will be in your feed at the end of this week, at least as the show goes out. And if you've already, you know, if, if we're months down the road, then uh, it'll be in the next episode. So, uh, but thank you to everybody who participated in that. Uh, definitely raised over a thousand dollars, still counting nickels and dimes at this point, and, and we'll see exactly what the number is. But uh, raised more than a thousand dollars for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Hopefully, had a lot of fun along the way. Um, and thank you to everybody who participated, helped spread the word, all those good things. But uh, like I said, more details on that coming in the next episode. But until then, y'all, please be well. Please take good care. Thank you again for listening and for all that you do to uh, support the, the building, the construction. Diz Runs Empire. Uh, couldn't do it without you. Wouldn't want to do it without you. So thanks for being along on this ride with me. And until next time, y'all take care. See you guys.